Hey, this is Jimmy Jago. Hey, this is Elliot Babbo. Craig Goodwin. Hey, this is Eugene Glekovic. Martin Zagandic. Hey, this is Tariq Yorich. And this is the Redcast on 104.7 Classic Triple M. 104.7 Classic Triple M. Welcome to the Redcast. We're back after the Chrissy break into 2016 ahead of a big round of A-League action. We're going to preview that with John Cosmina from Fox Sports. Plus next, Eugene Galekovic, your Reds captain, live in the studio. This is the Redcast, Triple M Rocks Football. Hey, this is Tariq Yorich. Hey, this is Jimmy Jago. Terrific run and a super finish. Hey, this is Craig Goodwin. Hey, this is Eugene Galekovic. Hey, this is Elliot Babal. Classic Triple M Rocks the Reds. 104.7 Classic Triple M. It is the Redcast, and after a couple of weeks of holidays over the Chrissy break, the Redcast is back, and because we're back, we have to get the captain in himself, Eugene Galekovic. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Mate, last time we spoke, it wasn't the greatest result. Suddenly, we're in sixth and things are good. Yeah, things have changed uh, very quickly and uh, we've got some results on the board and uh, we're climbing the table very slowly. So, uh, you know, in the top six now and uh, hopefully we stay like that and uh, we keep climbing the table. Only four points behind victory who are ahead of you and we'll get to the games this weekend which could mould uh, a little bit more of your progression. But what do you put it down to? Uh, Hard work, a Moore's game plan finally kicking in. What do you reckon has happened at the Reds so suddenly we're on this great run? Yeah, it's obviously uh, very good momentum. Um, you know, each week uh, we're getting the results, boys are getting confident and, you know, we're learning, uh, you know, the style uh, more and more each week. So um, the confidence part helps a lot and uh, that, that's what we've got right now and we just got to keep building the moment- momentum. Where from you, and it might have even been when you came back from injury, but being in the club and being around the boys, what do you think was the turning point for confidence? Because football is a momentum game. So we've seen it now. You had some bad losses to start with. Everybody's complaining and going, oh, what's happened to the Reds? Suddenly the momentum shifts. Where was that shifting point, do you think? I think, you know, we hadn't won a game for a long time and um, sometimes it doesn't matter if you play bad, but a, a win does breed confidence and we've we got a few of them on the board and, uh, you know, the confidence builds and, um, you know, on the weekend we probably didn't have a great game but we still got a result and we fought for the win and, um as, lo- as long as those results keep coming, then we'll, we'll keep climbing the table and uh, confidence builds. Let's talk about the game on the weekend. Uh, Perth have been hit and miss this season, but they're still a strong side. Um, Keogh coming back into the side was always going to give them a little bit of a lift up forward as well. The red card really changed that game a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, it was massive. Uh, but in saying that, I think second half, um, them playing with 10 players, they probably had chances to um, get something out of the game and uh, their poor finishing probably cost them the result. And, you know, thankfully for us, we got that. And, uh, you know, they're going to be a, a good team. Like like I said, they were dangerous with 10 players. So whoever goes there, um, it's going to be tough for them. Marcello Koruska comes back on uh, a few weeks ago off, you know, from being a substitute to back into the starting 11 and things started to turn. He started playing well. Is that a confidence thing for him now that he's back up and about or it was always there and more just needed to get him into the team and, and figure out how he was going to use him? Yeah, he's, he's massive for us, obviously. Uh, he's the one who, who creates a lot of our chances and, and he's our main player. So it's good to have him back in form and um, doing well. And, um, you know, he's like every other player. You, you want to play with confidence and he's definitely got that now and um, we're looking good because of that. Let's turn our attention to this weekend, Saturday, 4.45, kick-off at Cooper's Stadium. Hopefully not too hot. I haven't actually looked at the weather yet, but, you know, you're already training in 38, 39-degree heat this week and doing double sessions, might we add, so that must be fun. Yeah, no, it's it's hot the uh, last couple of days, but... Um 29 for Saturday, so it's looking good. So hopefully everyone comes out and supports us. Nice. Central Coast Mariners, not in the greatest form. Blew a 3-0 lead at halftime against the victory on the weekend. So we should be expecting a result this weekend. 
Yeah, we have to be at our best to win, I think. I think uh, you look at them last week, they scored three goals against victory, so they, they know how to find the back of the net. They got some good quick players up front in uh, Fabio Ferreira, who used to be at Adelaide United, and uh, Austin. Um, so they're two very quick uh, players that can probably get us on the counter-attack, so we have to be careful of that. How is it playing against former teammates? And I know you've done it a lot, especially when you came over from the victory, uh, but Fabio, he was a popular guy around the club, and suddenly he's, he's at the Central Coast. Is there any ill feeling, or is it just business as usual? No, nah, definitely no ill, fe- ill feeling. I think um, you look around the whole A-League, I think every week you play against an old teammate, so it's kind of just uh, normal and you get, <laughs> get along with business. Just kind of how it is. Talk to me about the blossoming romance that's been continuing between Jimmy Jago and uh, Dylan McGowan. How are the boys? Is the relationship still as strong? Any, it's not on the rocks or anything? No, I think it's getting stronger. I think uh, <laughs> Jimmy's moving to Mawson Lakes, uh, very close to Dill. So or maybe in the same uh, house, I'm not sure. We, but, we might uh, just very be a few close. steps from moving it together. <laughs> this is getting good. This is getting good. And the feeling around the club with the managers and, and the support team, which you know we don't talk a lot about, but there's a lot of people behind the scenes that have been working really hard with the Reds at the moment to make sure your players are getting fit and get you guys back. They worked with you on the knee. How is the feeling from everybody at the club at the moment? Yeah, no, like you said, a lot of people are involved at the club, at the football, uh, in the football department. Um, and, you know, everyone's doing their job. I think the the uh, medical staff have been great this year. I, don't, I think we've been one of the best years in terms of uh, injuries. So everyone's back on track and back on deck and um, trying to fight for their spot. Um, and then you've got people like, you know, the gear steward always uh, working hard and doing his job and uh, obviously the coaching stuff. Who do you reckon is the most underrated employee at the Reds? Who do we not really know about but is there every day and making sure the team does what it needs to do? I think uh, the gear steward does a lot. His name's Milan and uh, he's there, obviously the first one there setting up the gear and he's probably the last one out and, um, you know, he probably doesn't get enough, um, you know, uh, enough, you know, pats on the back like he should. But uh, <laughs> is that because all you boys are just giving him shit all the time? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and we're always asking for things. So uh, no, he, do- he does a great job. What else happens behind the scenes at the Reds usually that we might not know about? So, talk to me about the club when you turn up for training, or what's as a fan sitting back and go, we see you guys walk out. Pretty much when we see you is either in the locker room or when you walk down the race and, and get out there. What's going on behind the scenes and all the effort, people making sure you guys have the right food and drink and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, the, the players do quite a bit. Um, you know, if you probably see from the outside, you probably think we go to training, we go home and, and that's it and we, we wait for the game. But obviously we train in the morning. Today we had two sessions and we did a gym session um, and obviously I'm doing a Triple M um, media interview right now and other boys are doing other kind of stuff and, um, you know, we, we do hospital visits, we, we visit schools and, and um, you know, our football clubs. So th- there's a lot of things we do during the week. Um and, you know, it takes up our time, but it, it's good because we want to get out in the community and promote the game. And obviously uh, we want, you know, young kids to um, follow our path and dream big type thing. Well, last, we'll just quickly touch on the game again this weekend. So a reminder, Cooper Stadium, 445, 29 degrees, as Eugene said. So uh, it's going to be beautiful. Get down there and watch them against Central Coast. Where does the win lie for us against Central Coast? You said they've got some quite fast wingers and they scored three goals against the victory. What have we got to do to win? I think we've got to put, put pressure on them really early. I think, you know, they're coming to high marsh our ground and um, they, they're a very young team. So if we put pressure on them early, uh, score early, then hopefully uh, some heads drop and uh, we can continue with the rest of the game and uh, 
you know, put pressure on them. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a hard game. Uh, they know how to score goals, so we have to be careful at the back as well. Perfect. Eugene Galekovic, thank you for joining us, mate, and good luck this weekend. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Hey, this is Craig Goodwin, and Classic Triple M rocks the Reds. 104.7 Classic Triple M. It is the Red Cast. This goes out to all of you Reds fans. And, well, if we're going to talk to the Reds fans, we may as well talk to a legend of the club himself, John Cosmeter from Fox Sports. Hello, mate. Alex, how are you, mate? Look, mate, I'm really well, and we're up and about here in Adelaide because the Reds, mate, we're going from strength to strength at the moment. No, it's um, six games undefeated now, and it's, it's showing some really good form um, and consistent form throughout the game, not just in patches, so that's a good thing. What do you put it down to, John, this shift in six games undefeated? Is it the players are finally on board with Amor's game plan and they're getting his style, or it's just purely a confidence thing? No, I think it's, it's probably a, a little bit of a mix of both, probably more of the, the former. Um, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of discussion on the street, you know, about how they weren't buying into um, Guillermo's thoughts on, on philosophies on how the game should be played. And um, I think the players have finally settled down and realised that, that nothing was going to change and that they needed to take some responsibility themselves for the performances instead of looking for excuses. So uh, from that aspect, yes, and also they got a you know a couple of bad results early on. I think three points in their first um, you know five games or something didn't make um, for good football. So I think that you know the confidence was down a little bit, but they just needed to get a couple of results, and they've got better week by week. And I think it's also no coincidence that the the, the form of the team has improved um, since Marcello Caruso has been playing consistently because he was, remember, he had that spell on the bench in the early part of the season and, uh, and the team wasn't doing so well. And he really is the linchpin of that side now. And you look at the game against Perth on the weekend, a uh, great solo goal, but it was his play in the middle of the park that really led those boys forward, wasn't it? Yeah, look, uh, Cello is the spiritual leader of the team. It's as simple as that. Um, he's inspirational. Um, he can make things happen. Um, yet he does it with a minimum of fuss and um, and it it looks effortless but he just glides around the field and I was talking to some of the Fox guys the other week about how I know he got man of the match um, in the game against Perth last week but uh, talking to you know some of my compatriots it was you know it's almost like um, it's just so much expected of him now it's it's almost um, taken for granted that he's just going to play <laughs> exceptionally well and, and have some wonderful touches it's like you, you're starting to look for for other people to do the same thing but um, he is it's uh, he's been a great asset for the club since he's uh, since he came over a few years ago it's amazing too with players of that standard that relish with that pressure if you know what I mean so some when you know everybody turns them to for that lift kind of disappear a little bit he seems to just go i'll take it in my stride no he does i mean that's why he, he grew up in a hard school in argentina and you got to remember he was um he was touted as the next maradona as a youngster so there's probably <laughs> you know if you learn to, if you want to deal with pressure that's that's certainly um a big pressure um point so look he um, he does deal with it quite well and you know he's a go-to guy you know you can rely on him either to make the ball stick or, or to make something happening Something happened. The first goal. Um, there was an instance last week with the um, the sending off mm. of uh, of Alex Grant, and the Karuska uh, actually played that ball to Craig Goodwin. Uh, the the precision of the pass was was just a joy to watch, you know. But that's the stuff that you know people do take for granted. It's like oh, that's another great ball from Cello. Um, so no, he is, as I said, the spiritual leader of the team, and it's, it's no coincidence that the team is now doing well when he's playing well and playing consistently, playing every week. 
Well, let's turn our attention to this weekend. We'll start at Cooper Stadium on Saturday afternoon. 4.45 kickoff, Adelaide United, Central Coast Mariners. Central Coast showed some good stuff in the first half against Victory. Three goals showing that they can score, but then again, the second half really let them down. Where does this one go and how does Adelaide United break them down? Oh, look, Adelaide United just have to play their game, their possession game. Um, the thing is that I think, um, you know, I was at that game uh, against Melbourne Victory and, and the Mariners, there were three transition goals. They caught them on the break. Um, but apart from the first one, sorry, which was just a set piece, and it was, funnily enough, um, a corner. And it was the Mariners' only corner of the game. Um, if it wasn't the only one, then it was only one of two. Um, so, you know, it was just a, a lapse in defending from Melbourne victory. Um, the other ones were, were good goals in terms of how they caught them on the counter, but uh, Melbourne were, were busy chasing that equaliser and they were too focused on, on how to get that rather than what they need to do in case things don't go right. Uh, and they got caught twice. Um, and, you know, that's the sort of thing that that can end up ruining your season. But then having said that, victory came back in the second half and probably could have won that game 6 mm. or 7-3, the amount of chances that they made uh, and the opportunities they created. So, look, as much as the, the Mariners have, have tightened things up, they're defending better, they're defending more as a unit. Um, you know, they're nice and compact and putting pressure on teams. I think there's just too much skill um, and too much good ball movement in the Adelaide side for them. To, uh, to get a result, especially at Coopers. You know, Coopers is, uh, once again, I think, starting to become the, the fortress um, that it has been in the past with Adelaide United. And look, a, a result going Adelaide's way this weekend puts them only one point behind victory, and victory with a tough game against Melbourne City. So we could see this ladder in the middle there tighten up, and that'll go in Adelaide's favour. Yeah, no, well, it's, it's good that um, there is competition for places. Now, at one stage, you know, you go back two or three weeks and um, it looked as if there was going to be an us and them scenario, the top half of the table and the bottom half, and it was, you know, people were going to fight out for, for who was going to be, you know, in the bottom three or four, uh, and the top six were, or the top three were going to fight it out, and then there was that gap in the middle who were going to make up a six. So it's good that Adelaide have been able to sneak up the ladder, and it's good they're getting results. You know, I expect Wellington to, we'll talk about them later, to come back um, into the fray as well, but um, victory need to start putting a string of results together because they want to finish in the top two, having been premiers and champions last year. Well, let's t- stay on the victory for a second because they take on Brisbane Raw. Brisbane in fantastic form. Aloisi is going brilliantly up there. This one is actually going to be, you know, closer than people think. It's easy to go, oh, one's in fifth, one's in first. Brisbane's got this. But Melbourne, we've seen them last weekend create all those chances. Brisbane's got to bring their A game. They do, and they didn't take it to Wellington. I think uh, you know they're missing Jamie McLaren, who's, who's I think got seven um, goals so mm. far this season. And as much as he probably could have had fourteen, he still gets goals, um, and that's what Brisbane lacked last week. They couldn't; they'd get into good areas, but they couldn't quite finish things off. And I think it's going to be very tough for them at Amy Park in particular, uh, with Melbourne coming off the back of that that great comeback last week. To, uh, to get something out of this game. Western Sydney Wanderers, Sydney FC. We love a Sydney derby. These ones are always huge at Pertec too, which means it's going to be very, very noisy. Sydney FC, they're not setting the world on fire, are they, Cosy? They're playing good football, though, and that's the thing. You've got to look at it from a, a coach's perspective. Uh, if you're not playing well, um, but you're still managing to scrape results, then that's a good thing. Um, and if you're playing well and... You know, then it's even better because you know the goals will eventually come. 
Um, Sydney have been consistent with their form. They play some really, really good football. They just haven't been able to finish teams off. That's why, um, apart from a game against the Central Coast a few weeks ago, when they won for one and uh, one of their blokes got sent, one of the Mariners got sent off. Um, I think Sydney um, have had very, very tight margins, lots of draws and and lots of one nils in the last five minutes. Um, and also, I think they beat Newcastle comfortably the other week as well. So, well, maybe that was a game I was referring to with the send off. Mm. But um, anyway, cut a long story short, Sydney are playing well, uh, but not well enough, I think, to beat the Mar- <clears throat> to beat the Wanderers on the weekend. The Wanderers are um, in real good form at the moment, and it was their game against Melbourne City last week was a cracker. It was a really good uh, football match, and um, the Wanderers were probably under the pump a little bit in the first half, they, but they tightened things up in the second half. They dominated, and it shows you just how strong they are. They are the strongest second-half team in the competition. So if Sydney are going to do anything, they need to make sure they do it early. And look, the good thing about the A-League at the moment is you're never short of a goal and they've got quality people in the front third of the pitch at the moment on in a lot of these games too. So Perth Glory, Melbourne City, NIB Stadium, uh, 9-10 Saturday night. So a double header Saturday night, which will be great. And remember, these are all live on Fox Sports. Melbourne City, great strike force. Aaron Moy leading them in the middle. I think they'll do the job over Perth. Yeah, their front, um, they will do. Their front four um, is just too good, especially Bruno Ford and Rolly. He's been the the signing of the season. He's he's such a, a live wire a striker and he knows where the goals are. He makes good runs off the ball. He can bring other players into the game. Um, his finishing is, is second to none. And Harry Navillo's um, come into some form as well. And you've got Aaron Moy um, chipping in also. So they've got um, a lot of power in that front half of the pitch um, where it counts the most. Last game, when we touched on Wellington before, Newcastle Jets, Wellington Phoenix up at the Hunter. Uh, Wellington win this, and there's a lot more pressure on Adelaide United to hold their spot in that middle of the ladder. I think Wellington are going to outclass, though, Newcastle, don't you think? Well, you'd expect so. They've had probably three... Well, they had a, a, a backs-to-the-wall fighting performance last week to get a result against the Raw, who were probably the Raw with a better football team. Mm. Uh, but Wellington were really down on numbers last week, with you know, in particular, Roly Bonavaccia, who... Has, has been there shining like the Marcello Carusca of, of Wellington Phoenix, you know, in terms of spiritual leadership. Um, he'll be back in, I'm assuming, after being suspended. So, um, look, I think Wellington a dual result. They, you know, their history has shown, and especially the last two or three years, they they struggled early in the piece to get results away from home. Then they started to get results away from home, but started losing at home. Um, so it's it, you know, now I think they've had uh, they had two losses on the trot a good backs of the wall fighting performance last week. And as much as it's in the Hunter Valley, um, I think that um, Newcastle can't buy themselves a goal at the moment. And I don't think, uh, I think the price has just gone up as well. Um, the way that they're playing, it just mm. they don't look like they're going to score. It doesn't matter who you put in the team. They might jag on eventually. Um, the law of averages says they will, but um, I think the, uh, the Phoenix will be just that little bit too strong. And as I said, they're due a good game as well. Well, John Cosmina, thank you as always, mate. Your insight is perfect and have a great weekend of football. Thanks, Alex. Cheers. And don't forget, you can catch Cosy and the rest of the Fox Sports gang live and exclusive every round of the Hyundai A-League on Channel 505. Hey, this is Tariq Orridge. Hey, this is Jimmy Jago. Terrific run and a super finish. Hey, this is Craig Goodwin. Hey, this is Eugene Glekovic. Hey, this is Elliot Bubba. Hey, this is Martin Zuganjic. And classic Triple M rocks Adelaide United.